Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. We're in Studio 22, uploading all the uh, fresh information into the mothership. Uh, It is 10 minutes after 1 Central Time at the time of this taping. And as many of you have heard about the school shooting this morning in Nashville, Tennessee, unidentified female has killed at least three children and three adults. Uh, The shooter was killed herself. Apparently, this is possibly being described as a possible teenaged female uh, who engaged police around 1027 a.m. and uh, was killed by the police. So we'll talk a little bit more about that um, in a minute. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Before we do, happy Monday. Uh, Circumstances aside, happy Monday. Hope you guys had a great weekend. And I uh, hope you're looking forward to a great week. And it just seems like time is flying. We are about to be in April, guys. April of 2023. Uh, Chris, you and Brandon, turn that microphone on. You guys went to the Trump rally in Waco. First of all, did y'all ride together on that? Y'all went down there together and y'all yeah, got along carpooled. okay? Y'all weren't like cats and dogs in the Yeah, deal? yeah, we carpooled. We See carpooled. who could be the nastiest? Yeah. Um, how was it? It was, uh, interesting. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Was that it your was... first Trump rally? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. It was a fun one. And on the anniversary of Waco, I appreciated that. But, uh, it was hot. I'm very sunburned. Yeah. 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 I was at the, uh, <laughs> on another level, I was at the uh, Montgomery County Mudbugs and Music Festival with 8,000 of my closest <laughs> friends. And, of course, we posted video of that, and people were saying, oh, you weren't at the terrorist rally in Waco. Um, they, does, they don't look like, I look at this video here that you guys shot, it doesn't look like a whole lot of terrorists there. No, to be honest, the BMI of most people there was too high to commit terrorist yeah. attacks, I'm going to be there, honest. There's, there's some girth. Yeah, oh, we saw, what was it, like, Chris, we put around 10? Yeah, there are about 10 people that... uh needed medical help because they were so fat they passed out sitting down yeah so they better win this election is all i'm saying because diabetes and old age are not going to be kind to that uh that voting block no it's not it's not i've been to the rallies i've seen them um we should do better conservatives we really should uh i know you're fired up but we should do better with our physical health i listen i was out there in that sun for 12 hours on saturday I was so thankful when the sun finally went down, so I can only imagine. But no, you know, people want to talk about, oh, it's the 30th anniversary of Waco and the David Koresh, the Branch Davidians, Covidians. I'm so used to saying COVID. The Branch Davidians uh, in that uh, ATF attack there, um, which, again, that was done under Bill Clinton. It wasn't under a conservative or Republican president. So those of you who say, oh, we're out there celebrating some terrorist attack where there's a standoff where men and women and children died, including law enforcement in, in, in Waco, and Trump's out there celebrating it. Now, you guys are really reaching on a lot of stuff here. Um, but I got some mixed reports on it. Uh, I know that whenever Trump tried to take a shot at DeSantis, he was kind of met with some silence, a little bit of awkwardness there. Um, and a little, little, little bit, hopefully somebody will come along and help him realize that that's not the way to go, uh, as he's campaigning for this thing. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see here. Here's my thing here. Here's my thing on this Trump deal. And that, this is not a popular opinion. You can, you can at me, you can, 
attack me. You can hate me for saying what I'm about to say. Um, but I don't think Trump can beat Joe Biden. And I don't think that Ron DeSantis can beat Donald Trump in a primary. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, that's not a popular opinion. And, um, and, and again, we don't have our shit together. We, we've, we, have, we have failed to get our shit together. And here's the scary part of all of it. Uh, things are going to get so bad in this country. I mean, look at Portland, Oregon. Look at San Francisco. Look at Baltimore. Look at some of these dim, Democrat-run cities that are just horrid in their conditions. Businesses don't want to stay there. Companies don't want to open there. People don't want to try to make money in those places. They don't want to live there. They're evacuating them. Uh, imagine if we continue under this progressive left ideological narrative agenda driven crap on a federal level and it and we continue on this thing what america as a whole is going to look like because already there's no there's no such thing as a red city left in america uh the big cities have been taken over and they all have their very very symptomatic problems when they're run by leftist progressives now, imagine that for another eight years or another 10 years on the federal level, what America is going to look like. Eventually, eventually, it's going to be so bad. It's going to be so bad that um, uh, it's gonna, the, the pendulum is going to swing. Now, we may be dead and gone. We may, we may be done for. China may be the world superpower that's controlling everything. God knows they're, awfully, they're trying awfully hard to do that. Uh, they want to rule the world. Um, but eventually when that time comes, let's say that, uh, in four years or let's say in a couple of years that, um, Republicans regained everything, the presidency, the, the, the Senate, the house, we're not ready. We're not, we're not prepared. We, they, they, have, they don't have any solutions whatsoever to try to make this country be what it needs to be. They don't, they just don't. We have continually put people who are absolutely ignorant in places of power and their ideologies are just faltering and failing and they don't have any type of uh, legislation that's going to turn things around in any way shape or form so i say it and i stand by it you watch and see it's going to be really hard for ron DeSantis if he decides to run and i think he will it's going to be hard for him to beat trump in a primary and i think if trump wins the primary i don't think it's possible for him to beat joe biden i don't think they will let him do it i don't i don't care i don't care if the man got 120 million votes i just don't think they'll let him do it so unpopular opinion is what it is. Take it to the bank or forget all about it or quit watching me, whatever. But I'm just telling you guys. Uh, now, now, does it have to be that way? It doesn't have to be that way. We can pull some things together. But uh, rallying and rah-rahing and doing all of these things, I don't think that's where it's at. I, th I think we've got to get some, get some strategic stuff going in the streets and get people moving forward because this is a bad situation. Uh, I'll be in Midland, Texas on uh, friday night i've got a show there at the wagner noel and then in two weeks going to be in fort smith arkansas go get your tickets at chadpratherlive.com and um we're gonna have some fun i mean listen it's okay listen the world might be going to hell but you might as well have some fun along the way and i'm, I'm kind of making a decision guys like I, I may i may stop touring a little bit i may stop going out and doing live shows uh of course i've got stuff on the calendar i'm, I'm kicking around the idea of just doing 24 and 24 24 live shows in all of 2024. That would be two shows a month. That would be a Friday, Saturday, one weekend a month for 12 months. 24 shows, 24 and 24. I don't know if I'm going to do that, but I'm thinking about it. I'm tired. You can hear it in my voice. You can hear it in my voice, dude. 
Um, being on the microphone for 8, 10, 12 hours like I was this weekend, brutal. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot. So here's the thing that I find unusual about this Nashville shooting. Um, one, it's a Christian school. So it was a private school. That's, that's unusual. And uh, apparently a female shooter. That never happens. So if I told you what some of the things I was really thinking about this, you probably would think I've lost my mind. Some of you would hear the conspiracy theory stuff come out of my head, and I would probably get deplatformed, and they would never let me say anything on a public platform ever again. Um, but I don't want to get into that. I don't want to politicize it. I don't want to culturalize it. I don't want to sociologicalize it, whatever the word is, because you do have seven dead. You have six victims uh, at this Nashville Christian school. And uh, apparently you have a young female. Be interesting to see. I, I assume we're dealing with a biological female. You, you don't know anymore. You have, these are questions now you have to ask. Um, it would not surprise me in the least if they said, no, this is, a, this is an XY chromosome. Um, you know, this is a biological male because, again, you never have female shooters. In fact, they've started talking more and more. I was just listening to Megan Kelly the other day on Triumph Radio on her podcast, and she had a guest on there who is an expert on school shootings, mass shootings, has written several books on it, several documents, uh, and uh, he was bringing out the point how it's never a female is an active shooter like this. So who knows what's going on? Uh, I, I hope to God we don't see any trend like this increase of, of more shootings, but certainly hope there's not, it's not a thing where now you're going to start seeing females engaged in this type of behavior or activity. Uh, from what I understand, again, limited reports at this stage in the game because I've been here in the studio has been, uh, correct me, Chris, if I'm wrong on this, but two rifles, one handgun, one pistol. And we've got some clips from that, but I don't know that we need to play them. Um, the, uh, of course, the White House immediately, they didn't waste any time. They jumped out immediately. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, uh, automatically started saying, you know, this is a Republican issue. And, you know, it, just some allusions to that. But, but you know, saying, oh, um, how, you know, her, her thing was how many more children have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up uh, and act to pass the assault weapons band, ban, which, again, if this was a student, if this was a teenager, then they, she possessed the firearms illegally anyway. Uh, and if she was 18 or 19 years old, she was still too young to possess a handgun in Tennessee. So the laws wouldn't have made any difference. They should, they're already banned from her uh, if, if, um, if this is the situation. So, again, politicizing this and making the rhetoric about banning assault weapons is a moot point. Because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, ever since uh, Hammurabi's Code which which predates the Ten Commandments, murder has been illegal by and large in sophisticated human culture and society. So certainly that's true here in America. You you don't have the right to go kill somebody. We we banned murder um, a long time ago, but yet it's the gun's fault somehow. So. We don't want to politicize this thing. We just, you know, our, 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 our prayers are with this, this. I mean, these are families. 
These are human beings. And, um, you know, you hate to get this kind of news from stuff that's going on. Also want to say we're praying for the folks in Mississippi. I mean, what a crazy, crazy storm. These folks in Mississippi had um, 23 dead, four missing. Uh, you saw that meteorologist who was praying right there in the middle of the news report, right there on the, uh, the weather report. Play that clip real quick. So, Amory, we need to be in our tornado safe place. We got a new scan coming in here as we speak. Oh, man. Like, north side of Amory, this is coming in. Oh, man. Dear Jesus, please help them. Amen. Okay. So, this is going to track along Highway 25. Unfortunately, this is cut farther a little bit more. So, you know, we... uh uh, me and some of my colleagues, we've, we've talked about different ways that we can help these communities. We're working on some programs right now. And uh, I was just on the phone before I started taping with my buddy and comedian friend, Zach Rushing. He's, he's, he's from Biloxi, so he's mobilizing. He just got in from Kentucky uh, this morning, and so he's mobilizing to get some supplies up into that area. And, and we'll stay in touch with you guys in terms of how y'all can help. You know, it's just it's crazy. We're living in these tragic tragic days i mean it's it's wild to see all the things that are happening in in our country i mean we are already experiencing so much weakness from from bad um, policies that are affecting everybody to you know bending the knee to global powers and you know making sure that ukraine has all of its funding while people in mississippi are dying and and we're you know trying to fill trucks up to get you know food and water over to these people so um, you know, I think you're going to start seeing a lot more public prayer, honestly, <laughs> the, the way the world's going, this, this, you know, this law of entropy that's happening when things are in motion so fast, they tend to fall apart. I think you're going to see a lot more public prayer. You know, we talked about taking prayer out of the schools and, and taking prayer out of the, uh, communities and taking prayer out of the, you know, just where people live day to day. And I've always said, you, you could take it out, but when the time happens, people are going to pray. I promise you, there in that school in, in Nashville, people were praying in the middle of that crisis, just like this meteorologist was there in, uh, in Mississippi. Uh, there's no atheist in the foxhole, folks. We know that old adage, and, and I'm just telling you, when the time comes, um, and the time is coming where things are absolutely not good, we're going to see more and more people just, you know, asking God to bring some control back into this whole thing. Anyway, all right. Um, let's take a break, get into some lighter-hearted stuff. Kind of hard. I wanted to come in here and have fun with you guys today. And here we are. Uh, I want you to buy some gold. I want you to get a free safe to store it in as well. And on the qualifying purchases that you make from Birch Gold Group, now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text C-H-A-D, I spell it Chad, to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal, folks. The Fed keeps raising the rates because it's the only tool they must keep inflation under control, and it's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation, and you've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings, the string of recent bank failures, the uncertainty that this has created presents new lessons to be learned. Hedge inflation, folks, by owning gold. Whether you can own physical gold and silver in your safe or through an IRA in precious metals. 
where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text CHAD to 989898 for your free info kit on gold and claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text CHAD to 989898. We'll be right back. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. All right, during the break, we found out that it was a 28-year-old woman, not a teenager. So uh, we'll keep you know, updating things as, as much as we can, uh, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of information that'll come out between now and the time that this show actually airs tonight at 7, 6 Central. So again, uh, here we are. So don't be, you know, I know you'll be correcting everything in the live chat there, and that's fine too. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I made a post this morning saying i was gonna you know chad prather returns to um uh midland at the wagner noel blah 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 and it, there was a typo when it said reruns <laughs> i love typos but when I'm, you're driving 83 miles an hour up i-45 and your pickup truck at 7 30 in the morning you're making facebook posts so you can boost them um sometimes there's typos people are like what's a rerun we get it i know it's called a typo um world's nuts man the world is nuts did you see where oh, uh, ESPN did that tribute to Leah Thomas? Like people keep people keep telling me that's like leave these transgender people alone. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. We'll talk about transgender on every episode because again, Dylan Mulvaney's not trans, not trans. Leah Thomas is not trans. They're fakers. We've already proven this. We've already shown you the clips. We've shown you what real trans people do. Have you seen now the little clips going around where they're dressing up the Down syndrome people? Drag syndrome. Come on. I mean, at what point in time are we going to be outraged at this abuse? I mean, this is absolutely stupid. Tonight in Fort Worth at a, a bar called Tulips, trust me, they hate me at that bar. I had a friend who said, hey, meet me at Tulips one time. I walked in there. They got their flags, you know, the pride flags all in the window and stuff. I have no problem with that. I have zero problem with that. I'm on record right now. Zero effing problem. You want to put your pride flags up in your bar or your restaurant, whatever. I get you. I get you. I walked in there. I'm not going to make a scene. I'm not going to do a deal. I'm just going to, you know, I'll have a drink, do what I got came to do. And boom, I visited with my friend and left. I got so many rude just looks and comments because, 
many of them knew who I was that night. And uh, they were not happy, but they're having a family-friendly drag show tonight. Tonight, Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, right there in the middle of their flyer. All ages welcome. And, uh, yeah, I got a problem with it. I do have a problem with it. But Riley Gaines, you know, ESPN is going to do this tribute to a trans swimmer. And, uh, uh, not Riley Gaines, ESPN does a tribute to Leah Thomas. Riley Gaines came out and just trashed him. And Riley Gaines, of course, was the one who, uh, and of course, she said that he, quote, he stole the national title. And, um, you know, Riley Gaines was the one who, uh, they only had one fifth. He tied, she tied him for fifth place in um, one of the deals. And they said, well, we only have one fifth place trophy, but we want Leah to be on the podium and not you. So Riley Gaines came out and made the statement, said Leah Thomas is not a brave, courageous woman who earned a national title. Uh, said he is an arrogant cheat who stole a national title from a hardworking, deserving woman. Uh, if I was a woman working at ESPN, I would walk out. You're spineless ESPN. Good. Own them. Um, you're like, well, it's not hurting anybody. Well, obviously it does hurt people. And uh, they said that uh, the man in the NCAA shirt said, uh, told Riley Gaines, said, hey, I just want to let you know we only have one fifth-place trophy, so yours will be coming in the mail. We went ahead and gave the fifth-place trophy to Leah, but you can uh, pose on the podium with the sixth-place trophy. What a kick in the balls, so to speak. Um, you know, Riley told him, Riley Gaines said, argued with the official, has said that, uh, you know, Thomas had already nabbed the spotlight with the national title in the 500. She said, okay, that's fine. She worked hard just like I worked hard. There's no question there. But can I ask you why she gets the fifth place trophy before I do, especially last night? She just won the national title. And the official said, I just want you to know that we respect you and admire your swim so much, but we just want Leah to hold the fifth place trophy. Yeah, tell me it's not being crammed down your throat. Being crammed down your throat. And, and again, let's, let's do this. Let's do that reaction video. Let, let's, let's, let me, you, you don't think there's a problem here? You, you don't think there's a problem in what's going on? Um, and I, again, I don't, care, I, don't care, I don't care what you do as an adult. But when you involve children, it's a whole other deal. Do you have the clip ready? I, I, don't, even want to, I don't even want to see this again. I don't want to see this again, but play the clip. Watch, 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 watch,
Now, that was a 13-year-old boy dancing around like Christina Aguilera, wearing thigh-high patent leather boots, a patent leather miniskirt, hair extensions, swinging them around, ass in the air, doing splits, thrusting in front of other men that are on the catwalk on the stage there, uh, in front of an audience, to a DJ's beat, the same type of atmosphere you'd find in a, in a striptease, in a strip club, in a gentleman's club. And you're going to throw that out there and you're going to say, we're just, we're just honoring certain artistic expressions. We want little boys and little girls to be able to not only be exposed to things that affirm acceptance and diversity and inclusion, but we want them to be able to express themselves. Now, I want to explain something to you about a thing called testosterone. Now, testosterone is a powerful hormone that is specifically and primarily known as a male hormone. Now, testosterone is such a powerful thing that when a boy begins to hit puberty, he does a lot of dumb shit. A lot of dumb shit. Uh, he spends a lot of extra time in the bathroom sometimes. He takes longer showers. The water tends to be running more often. Because he has some barely controllable impulses there because something has now taken over his body, this alien life form, something that he's never known before suddenly makes hair grow in places that's never grown before. It makes his body react in certain ways that has never happened before. In fact, the boy may even think something's wrong with him when testosterone takes over. It's a powerful thing. And boys spend most of their developmental teenage years trying to handle this reaction that their body has to testosterone. They play sports. They explore sexual escapades. Many of them lose their virginity. They fight. They uh, get pimples in weird places. And they have a lot of energy. They have a huge appetite. And they start to develop muscle and aggression. And sometimes they can even fall into rebellion. And when you mix that with not knowing who you are, and not having an identity, that testosterone can make you a very volatile creature. Now, as they get older, in many cases, especially in our society, we have failed to teach young men how to control their testosterone and the impulses that it causes that usually result in a sexual appetite. Men are lustful and conquering creatures. That testosterone has ruled the world as long as men have walked the earth. It makes men leave their cave. It makes them go and hunt something, club it over the head, drag its dead carcass back into the confines of its shelter, build a fire, butcher it, eat it, feed its family, have sex with his wife, procreate, create more family, more children, and then he goes out the next day and he does it all over again. Over and over and over and over and over again. There's a reason why. There's a reason why God balanced men out with women who have estrogen. Because if women had as much testosterone as men have, 
<laughs> There'd be 16 billion people on the planet rather than eight. All right. Something had to control this wild, restless urge that is in testosterone. Men have made fortunes off of parading women's naked and voluptuous bodies. They're tempting, inviting bodies, parading them in front of a very visual man whose testosterone drives him to desire. Jesus Christ said to his followers, he said that if you so much as look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery with her because that's how powerful the desire is. Because in your mind and in your heart and your soul, you've already done it. That's the power of testosterone. It makes you a lustful creature. It makes you a covetous creature. It makes you, it, it makes you an animal that apart from a conscience, you would not be able to control it. So what do we do? What do we do? What do we do in 21st century America knowing everything that we know about testosterone and the lusts of men, the murderous rages of men, the, 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 the rape fascination that certain men have had that have caused un irreparable damage in the lives of women? How much, how much have we learned about the power of testosterone? And so you know what your solution is? In the name of acceptance and inclusive, inclusivity, you say, let's, let's bring a child out and parade them in a sexual manner in front of a man who already has uncontrollable lust. And you say, oh, oh, let the man control himself. Why would you throw bait in front of a fish? Why, why would you do that? Why would you, set, why would you set a goat out in front of the tiger, out in front of the lion? Why would you do that? And to make it a child and then to try to justify it and say it's okay. Yes, men need to control themselves. But why in God's name <laughs> would you take a child and allow them to dress so provocatively and throw them out there in a world of absolute heathen unredeemed minds you women out there who balk at this let me tell you something you women have no idea the way a man's brain works you have no idea the way a man bra man's brain you have no idea the studies have shown that a man is thinking about sex 90 percent of the day the other 10 percent, he's thinking about thinking about it and you want to put a child out there and say this is okay it's not okay, folks. This is not okay. And they want to shut us down for calling it out. And, 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 and again, you, you throw this stuff out there in society, and then you wonder what the consequences are going to be at the end of the day. What's the, at the end of the road, what does this look like? Broken lives, broken souls, broken hearts, broken homes, broken people. But we did it because we were inclusive and we were accepted, accepting, and we made it okay. Because, ah, it's just a child. It's just a child. They're resilient. They can handle it. And they should be able to do exactly what they feel like. All right. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the show. Um, mercy, 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 mercy. Where do I even start on this story? Uh, I'll tell you what, God, I'm gonna need you to forgive me for the amount of fun I'm about to have, uh, at the expense of one of your weird and wonderful creatures. We just talked about men. I, I, I want to talk to you about men. Okay. Um, uh, and I'm going to extend a trigger warning to you right now, because, uh, what I'm about to say 
Well, it's going to sound kind of mean. I know that's not unusual here, but uh, in fact, it's going to seem very mean if I can't keep myself from laughing while saying it. But but let's let's let me give you this story, okay? I'm going to read you a headline from a recent issue of the New York Post that just happened last week, uh, and I'm, I think this is going to pique your interest just a little bit, maybe even you know tickle the funny bone the way it did me because I laughed at this. I laughed. It's sad, but I laughed. The uh, headline was trans woman, trans woman, <laughs> trans woman left sobbing in JFK airport after TSA hit her testicles. Now I watched a little bit of this video. This, I, like this, this, here's a guy dressed up like a woman crying because he got hit in the balls. Uh, I think it's safe to assume that as men, we all know what a good kick in the nuts is. It's always, always, always funny as long as it's never, never, never you on the receiving end, okay? It, somebody gets kicked in the balls, it's a little funny. Listen, I played, I was a baseball catcher. I know what it's like to get hit in the nads. Uh, but for you ladies out there, and I'm talking to the ladies who don't, I'm talking to you the girls that don't possess the two amigos between your legs. For you ladies, let me tell you a funny thing about biology. The testicles, okay, they contain a great number of very densely packed nerve endings in a small area. That's why we say don't forget the balls. Don't forget the balls. Now, in this high concentration of nerves, it makes them very sensitive and extraordinarily susceptible to pain. Oh, yeah. And just for funsies, they're not protected by any part of your skeleton or any muscle tissue whatsoever. No, these unique appendages actually hang on the outside of the body. You, you see what I'm saying here? They swing freely, and they're just begging for that foot fuel 710 split. Oh, and one more thing, and it's a slightly important detail about them. They only hang outside the body of a man. And so, it's with a great deal of muffled giggling that through the power vested in me by the infusion of common sense, I now pronounce this nut check recipient a full-fledged dude. It was a dude at TSA. But we already knew that, didn't we? You see, apparently TSA has a problem with certain checked baggage. <laughs> Listen, folks, I've said it before a million times. Uh, I keep on finding new ways to say it, too. Uh, how you feel in life only matters up to the point where it butts up against reality. And then it doesn't really matter too much past that. I, I mean, I feel like I'm Margot Robbie all day long, but when I drop my pants and the Joker comes out with his two henchmen, uh, I got to face the fact I'm just not Margot Robbie, all right? Now, it may be fun. I may wish with all my heart that it could be different, but no matter what I do or say or think or hope or feel, I'm still going to be a dude at the end of the day. Cut my downstairs workings off. I mean, close off the plumbing. I'm still a dude. You can fashion my Audi into an innie and give me the waxing of a lifetime. I mean, give me those, the strongest Brazilian wax you can do. My DNA is still going to point me out as the toxic male. I am a thousand years after I punch my ticket and some archaeologist digs my ass up. Now, to the poor person who got his nuts kicked at JFK, look, you got my sympathies, brother. You don't have my participation in your sad delusion, but you have my sympathies. Nobody likes to get smashed in the beans, not even, you know, the stuntmen out there. But hey, on the bright side, I think I can give you at least a little of what you seem to be wanting out of life and the people around you. Although you are very clearly a man and will never be able to change that. All you, although you possess the DNA that God saw fit to give you and will never be able to change that, I will give you this. You are never closer to being a girl than when you're crying like a little bitch. And that I can say from personal experience. And nothing's going to bring you down quicker than a swift tap to the nuts. Uh, do you remember the old uh, YouTube series you got kicked in the nuts? 
Uh, that's one of my all-time favorites. I love that one so much. It's so brutal, but there really is nothing funnier. There's nothing funnier. Oh, it's great. There's nothing funnier. Um, obviously, the guy was going through a TSA and um, got a little extra pat down. And maybe the TSA agent was just trying to prove a point and just racked him a little bit. Um, I, listen, it's in the whole in the whole um, you know the DEI the D- diversion equity inclusion thing that whole deal's a joke. You got those MIT scholars? Let, let's let's listen. You want to debate from the best? Here it is from MIT. Play it. When I think of diversity, I think of diversity and inclusion. The two go hand in hand together. Diversity to me is that rich intersection of different ideas, perspectives, and backgrounds coming together. And inclusion allows that intersection to go forth so that creativity and innovation moves forward. I think diversity is one of those things that you don't really have to consciously address all the time, but it will manifest itself unconsciously. Um, So for me, as a black kid growing up in upstate New York, uh, my race was definitely a big key difference between me and my peers. And just being able to talk about these kind of key differences in our identities and experiences uh, was one of the big ways that I saw uh, diversity and the aims of really being inclusive towards everyone um, being seen and being implemented. Diversity also means social mobility. Now I'm an MIT student here in Cambridge, Massachusetts, but I'm also the child of immigrant parents. Now, my parents are actually refugees. They met in a refugee camp in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and they remind me all the time don't let any opportunity go to waste. Now, so MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, which is one of the most renowned universities in the world, uh, they want to host a debate about whether DEI belongs in higher education. They can't get a single DEI scholar scholar at MIT to participate in the debate. They say it's framed wrong. Um, they, don't, they don't want to get involved. There was, uh, they, they invited almost 100 MIT scholars to come to this debate and only one of them said they would do it, and even that one can't make it because of a traveling conflict. So they don't, want to, they don't want to discuss it. They just want to have it. They don't want to discuss it. That's the thing. They want to make sure it's there. They don't want to back it up. No foundations for any of it. So anyway, what a freaking nightmare we're living in. Um, again, if it's biology, if it's, if it's sociology, if it's science, if it's somehow provable, then why not have the debate? Why can't we talk about it? You know, and again, it's in, that's everything from race to sexual orientation to gender to all these different things. Everything's got to be all about this kind of stuff, and they can't even have an honest debate about it. So anyway, we're going to take a break. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Maybe. <laughs> Close. Did we make it on? Did we make it? We no, we got it. We're playing it. This is good TV. Let it roll. Let it roll. I like this. Uh, we've had some technical glitches today. It's all good. Um, the um, I like for you guys to see behind the fourth wall. I want you to see that we're you know we're not infallible. This is real here. I've always said for the longest time they should just let the cameras run. That would be the best show. That's what we like to do. This way I can tell Kayla that she's messing up and yeah, all the people in the like, live chat are going to be clowning Master her. Mark. Yeah. I, I love Kayla. I See, Kayla's not going anywhere. DEI. 
That's what, that's what it happens. is DEI. Yeah. It, and listen, even if they try to hire somebody else to replace Kayla, and Kayla gets here at the crack of ass every morning <laughs> to do all these other shows, and I don't want you to go anywhere, Kayla. I want you with me, okay? Okay. I want, like, I, I hate, I wish we, I hate that we take commercial breaks. I want to be on record saying I want this show to run. It can run the same length that it runs. We can still have the same sponsor and ad reads. Take me off of television. I don't need to be on linear blaze. Just let me talk to the people. <laughs> Let's just start the thing. Give me my time and let me go. That's what I want. They've already got me up against, what's the guy over there? Stein, who got the hot coffee poured on him in San Francisco this week. Is he okay, by the way? Of course he's okay. He's thrilled. He's coming tomorrow. Let's tomorrow. be on let's be honest. That is he gonna come hang day. out with us tomorrow? He's coming tomorrow. You'll tell the coffee story? Yep. Yep. I, mean, I don't know what there's to tell. Exclusive. <laughs> We're gonna do an exclusive with Alex Stein. <laughs> uh um Alex Stein's going to come on. I thought we were going to have Barb Allen with us. Uh, she's got her uh, Great American Syndicate. We're doing that in June 2nd and 3rd. It's going to be a great networking thing here in Dallas over at Gillies with uh, you, you, you know, make your plans to come and hang out. Business, marketing, parallel economy stuff. I'm speaking, I think, on the 2nd there. Um, but I, we're going to have her on. We'll have to do it next week. She's, she's down in some Mexican country at some convention. And we couldn't coordinate it. So um, Alex Stein will come on tomorrow, tell us about how he burned his vagina. And then um, the uh, – I mean, why isn't he making national news about getting kicked in the balls? He dresses like a woman. And uh, what else have we got? Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday and overtime as well. Our buddy, longtime friend Clint Emerson, Navy SEAL and uh, killer of men – is going to be, I mean, he was an assassin. He was a spy. Uh, they used to drop him off on the beach with a knife in his teeth and his underwear, and he'd kill people, and they'd pick him back up on a boat. Uh, he, I saw him. He came to my show Friday night in McKinney, and we've been talking. I said, dude, I want to get you back on. We talk about a, the latest book or something. But I want Clint to come back on Wednesday and then also overtime for this Friday, and I want to talk about how you're going to survive in what's coming. We're going to talk about violence. I want you to talk about, I want you to learn how to be violent. <laughs> the apocalypse happens. Listen, I, I'm just telling you, his, his books teach you how to survive when the baddest of the worst crap happens in the world. And he even has cartoon illustrations in his books. But I have some very specific questions because we've had private conversations, Clint and I, that, I, you know, I, these guys who I know are killers. I never say, hey, tell me about killing somebody because that's inappropriate. You know, these guys have seen a lot in war and I don't want to get into that, but I do want he's got a certain mindset. He wrote a book called The Right Kind of Crazy. Um, and he's got a certain mindset, and I want to help you get that mindset a little bit. Because let me tell you something, whether it is truly an apocalypse or you're dealing with crisis in business, having a the violent mindset where you're going to go in there and take what's yours and take care of business, it does matter. In fact, even Jesus, we'll quote Jesus again, Jesus said that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So there's something to be said about having a violent attitude 
Um, I'm not advocating for you going out and being violent on people. I'm just saying there's an attitude there where you go and take what's yours. Um, but we'll talk about some tips and tricks on survival as well there. Um, and I'm going to get into some nuts and bolts and some stuff with Clint. So anyway, yeah, going to be a good time. I am looking forward to that. And if you, by the way, don't miss the overtime because that's where the conversation gets real. You need to subscribe to blazetv.com slash Chad and use promo code Chad and save on an annual subscription. And uh, so you're not missing out on the overtimes. And I'll tell you a good conversation. If you missed it, you need to go back from, uh, was it last week or the week before where I sat down with, uh, with John? Was it two weeks ago? And uh, you need to go back there and watch that because we talk about these deals between men and women and, and the battle of the sexes and, and what goes on internally in people. John Doyle was a great conversation. So go back there and get that overtime. Um, these overtimes are going to get better and better as we go forward because I'm, I'm just getting used to not having a break, you know, a commercial break. I can sit there and have a real conversation with people. So. We got some good guests that are coming up on that. I wish we could get some of those DEI scholars on there. If you guys ever watched that, um, if you guys ever, uh, if y'all ever watched that interview that Matt Walsh did on Dr. Phil with the trans woman with the full beard, it's a great, it's a great conversation. It's a great conversation where he's talking about, you know, you don't get to choose your pronouns any more than I get to choose my adjectives. Like, every time you address me, you should have to call me brilliant and handsome. And if you don't call me brilliant and handsome, then that, that's offensive to me and you should be shut down, right? So um, it's, it's, good. it's good conversation. John Fetterman, that's an interesting thing. We don't know where John Fetterman is, but pictures have emerged, apparently, of John Fetterman. Um, not, the real, not the same dude. It's not the same dude. Um. So Democratic Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania, he checked into Walter Reed National Military Medical Center more than a month ago due to clinical depression. Says he's going to return soon, according to his comms director. And, uh, yeah. Have you seen the pictures? Um, the, the new John Fetterman has a more rounded chin, has a taller skull, and his ears are pinned back. I, I, where, where are they getting all these body doubles? I mean. And Joe Biden, did you see the clip of Joe Biden where he was on with uh, Jon Stewart on The Daily Show? This was years ago, where he was talking about how he knows. He said, yeah, I lied. I didn't have an uncle who was a coal miner. I was from Scranton. I just assumed that I, that I, that I probably did because I'm Irish and everybody worked in the coal mines. And so I just lied in order to get elected. Well, the dude's been telling that lie over and over again. It's on, it's on my... Uh, it's on my Instagram story right now for another, another I don't know, 12 hours. If you get on there, follow me at Watch Chad. But um, he's like, yeah, that's what you do. I've been doing this a long time. You just lie. I mean, he literally says those words. You just lie to get elected. And he's still doing it. Still making, He said, I've been playing this game a long time. So I, I say all that to say, I don't know who this body double is, this Joe Biden. Go find a picture of Joe Biden from 10 or 12 years ago. And put that up to the guy right now. I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm at a point now where I look at this stuff, and I don't want to be that conspiracy theorist, but I've become that conspiracy theorist. I've become that person, Brandon. I've literally become that person because the, the heads don't match. Yeah. The yeah. heads don't match. And at this stage, you're probably just ahead of what's going to come out. 
Yeah. Right? Personally, I think John Fetterman is dead. So I do think there's, there's someone else in a suit. Yeah. And you can't tell me, I mean, with the PSYOP crap that's going on in the world today, you just can't tell me that some of this stuff isn't going on. They are, we're living in the freaking matrix, dude. <laughs> Nothing's real. Nothing's real. Uh, all right, hang tight. We'll be right back. Right, guys, like I said, I'm going to be in Midland, Texas on Friday, bringing Jesse Payton to open as well as the ragamuffins to close. So we're going to have a good time over there and uh, get your tickets for Fort Smith, Arkansas. Lots of stuff coming up. Going to do a songwriter series with my buddy Kyle Hutton on uh, April 18th at Dosido down in the Woodlands. That's uh, it's going to be a good little sit down. It's a it's a syndicated radio show where we talk about kind of some stories behind the artist or whatever and uh, use that term loosely but we're gonna have a good time and then gonna be at 2920 roadhouse with the ragamuffins on april 20th so there's tons of things going on chad prather live.com don't forget to subscribe to blaze tv at blaze tv.com slash chad got a big week we don't want you to miss any of it please leave us a five-star rating and review and hit that like button we love you bye <laughs>